One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is such a pleasure. You are the beginning of the tour, so who knows what will happen tonight. We have a semi-good idea about what's going to happen tonight. Hello. Hi. I'm Jessie Ware. You listen to our podcast, and we are so happy to meet you. You know, this has been a long time coming. What, over two years? And I am only one part of Table Manners, so please... Can you give a rapturous applause to Lenny? Soak it in, Mum. Soak it in. You all right? Oh, wow. <laughs> Have a drink. See, not so scary. I'm very scared. She'll be all right in a minute after a third glass of wine. She'll be okay. Yeah, yeah where is the wine? I know, actually. Should I get you actually, one? Hold on. Yeah. Actually, Steve, where is the wine? Where is the well, wine? Well, we've got champagne. Let me make yeah. some champagne. Fine. Um, can you manage, so, Jess? I can do it. <laughs> yeah, you do that. You focus okay. on that. So, Edinburgh. We've been here for a mere six hours. However, I tried to get in some of your recommendations that maybe some of you... Oh, you've got the T-shirt. <laughs> it's me sniffing poppers. <laughs> Do you want to just get on stage and let's show everybody? It's unofficial merch, but it's quite fabulous. I was looking for one of your mother, but it's oh, sold out. Darling. <laughs> now get off my fucking stage, and I'll see you later. Um, so. So we have been here for a bit. I asked for some recommendations. Mum, where did you go for dinner last night? Oh, I was in Glasgow. Who's from Glasgow here? Oh! Have you eaten at the Crab Shack? Oh, my God. The new one? Oh, my gosh. The best. Oh, it was just so delicious and so gorgeous. I just loved it. I want to go every night. Oh, look, she's fine now. See, she yeah. looks quite... It's like we're in the podcast now, yeah. right? Thank you, Mum. Cheers, everyone. Thanks for being here. Cheers. Cheers. What do you say in Scotland? Oh, hi. Is that wrong? No. Oh, sorry. Slange. Slange, Mum. 
So mum went uh, somewhere in Glasgow. I tried out, well, we, firstly, we tried to kind of, I tried to do as much as possible. I was going to go and do Arthur's seat, and then I thought, you know what, I could sit on my ass for half an hour more in the hotel. But we went to The Outsider. Delicious and very reasonably priced. So thank you for the recommendation. Now we we because we're on tour, it's quite hard to cook because this has been an ongoing discussion with my mother about how we were going to make the podcast work. Now we did Edinburgh Festival here. Maybe some of you came. And Mum found it incredibly stressful making sausage rolls for London Hughes. So we decided to take the stress out of it. Mum has actually done something very special that maybe some of you will be lucky enough to uh, sample later. Um, but we decided to get a takeaway because it's quite hard to kind of cook when you don't have a kitchen and you don't know that many people that have kitchens in Edinburgh. So we looked through some places of the places that you, you um, suggested and lots of people said Baba. I don't think they understood. Right, so we wanted to buy some food because everyone was like, Baba. We were like, Meze, perfect. Everyone can have a little dip, dip, share. dip. And share. And um, everyone had, like, it was one of the top places that everyone had said. So we were like, bang, let's go. About four calls we made to be like, hi, we would like to buy some food. We're doing this podcast. We're going to feed people. We want to pay. <laughs> this woman is saying, yeah, 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 no, that's fine. And... Um, we have a table for eight o'clock, and you're like, okay, fine, that's not going to work. So instead, we got it from somewhere else. I don't actually know the name. So we're serving meze to our guest this evening. Yes. Which is fine. Yes. Otherwise, what would you have cooked for this guest? I would have cooked something really special, because she is so special. She is. Um, do they know who it is, Jess? No. Oh, you're going to be so pleased. If I say that she is the kitchen disco queen, that might be... Uh, well, well, I think we should introduce her now. Yeah, should we? Well, yes. I'm so excited. She actually saved me during lockdown. I think she saved a lot of people Yeah, Friday night, you'd get going. She put on a seat. <laughs> sorry, room. I'm sorry. There's two. Before she comes on, there's a couple, I believe a couple, that are gasping for breath and holding each other tightly. Are you okay? Because my mum has checked. There's a defibrillator at the back, so we're okay. Are you all right? Drink up. Get a grip. It's going to be okay. Um, any guesses of who this guest could possibly be? Well, should we invite her on? Give it up for Sophie Ellis Baxter! <laughs> hello, everybody. Hello. Oh, hello. Hey, Edinburgh. I have to say, you, it feels excruciating standing at the side, seeing your reaction to finding out it's me. That's like, <laughs> that's like an anxiety dream right there. So, yeah, give me some champagne now. So this is the couple. Thank you. This is the couple that um, had Hello. to hold each other for dear life. In fact, now that we're here and I'm so near, I need to know your names. Hold on. I warned you there'd be audience participation and me potentially falling down the stairs because I haven't worn heels in about... Uh, all right! Fucking hell! <laughs> what's, what's your name? Sean. Steve. Steve. How do you two know each other and how did you bond over Sophie Ellis Bexter? <laughs> We've been partners for uh, ten years. Ten years. Yes. Ten years. Also, I made your mum's brisket and cola yesterday. And did it work? And it was... 
fucking delightful. The, cook <laughs> the cookbook is available at the front. And the Jewish penicillin has cured me several times. Oh! oh. But, hon, you haven't <laughs> talked about Sophie yet. Oh, yeah, we're just... <laughs> <laughs> Enough of that, mum's brisket! Just anything we can get out, you know. We love Sophie so much. You saved us during lockdown as well. You're just the best. We love you. Thank you. Well, should nice we ask Sophie some questions? We can chat. About can food. Chat. We've got a lot to get through. I know. I could talk about food all day, actually. It's like Perfect. one of my favourite things. Really, I feel like, world. should we unveil the mezzo? Oh, I mean, yeah. everyone's going to be like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure. Whoa! Oh, yeah. <laughs> is there something oh, yeah. Oh, that's oh, and there's some. Oh, there's some. Oh, okay, perfect. Cool. So, Sophie, Hi. cheers. Cheers. Thank Here's you to your for first coming. night, ladies. Cheers. Thank, thank you. you. Cheers. cheers. And thank you, you for coming all the way from London. Yeah, hell yeah. To be here. Absolutely. So let's begin at the beginning. Okay. Let's begin at the beginning. Let's start. Yeah. Good. Let's go. <laughs> you wondered um, if you were Scot had anything Scottish with the name Ellis. Dexter. I'm no? not sure that I do actually. No. I think no. I think my ancestry is really quite dull. Um, my granny looked through a lot of it, and it was all sort of southern England. And so no, I don't think anything that exciting. Um, I would you, have liked you, that very you much. You performed in Scotland quite a lot. Yeah, in fact, I was in Glasgow only about three or four weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, I've been here. Yes, I've been here. Yeah, I did this um, this venue on my last tour before. Um, it's a really lovely venue, and yeah. yeah, I just played in Glasgow on the Kitchen Disco tour. Um, with a Scottish artist, actually, called Wo'o, came and did a song with me as well. It was really nice. fun. Nice. Good so, party crowd. So, yes. <laughs> yes, we love the Scots. Um, so, um, Jessie, I really feel we should have had a what? glitter ball for her. I know. <laughs> the budget wouldn't, know, wouldn't the budget. cover it. I know, darling. Well, you could have brought your white horse. Oh, my goodness. Have you heard about the white horse on tour with Sophie? So, basically... Um, I'm sure a lot of you did impulse buys during lockdown, and maybe some of you also impulse bought a life-size white horse like I did. <laughs> um, I bought it during the first lockdown. Uh, at that point, not knowing what I'd use it for, there was literally no tour in sight. <laughs> and luckily, the people I bought it from, they were set designers, so they kept hold of it for me. And then I first met the horse on the first night of the tour in Birmingham. And <laughs> what, what's the horse called? Um, so I called it Bianca, like okay. Bianca Jagger. Yeah, I love it. Studio Even though, it, it, it. looking at it up close, it was clearly male. <laughs> I thought, <laughs> if you're going to make a horse, why bother putting that detail in? I mean, it's just extra resin. <laughs> why, why, anyway. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, and then it was so lifelike that actually I got a couple of messages on like, Facebook and stuff after some people saying, I don't agree with you having a live animal on stage. That's, oh it's cruel. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, um, which made me laugh a lot. And then someone else called it a stuffed horse one night as well. And if you could see, it has disco ball hooves, this horse. I mean, oh, wow. the chances of a horse with disco hooves dying, then becoming stuffed, and then me acquiring it. It's just too many things <laughs> need to line up for that to be, be the case. But, yeah, so I would start the gig sat on this big horse um, behind a big kabuki, a big sheet, and then that would get unveiled. And I just thought, I don't know how now to go back to a life where I start a gig any other way. It was just such a happy thing to start setting a horse every that. time. So what was, uh, who was around your dinner table when you were young and who was cooking? 
So it sort of depends at, at different points, really, because I was an only child when I was very small to my mum and dad, and then they separated when I was four, and then the family has just kept doing this mm. ever since. And so I had, happily, good cooks in both houses. So my mum's really good cook, lots of home cooking, and my stepmom as well. And both of them would get me involved with chopping and peeling and getting involved with what was happening. I'm sure partly as well because I was always very enthusiastic. I've forever been excited by the idea of making myself something to eat and eating stuff other people yeah. are cooking for me. Um, and so, yeah, we would have homemade meals and then sometimes a bit of a treat, like my favourite, which is fish and chips, which is still my favourite meal of all time. I would pick that really? as my last supper, yeah, fish and chips. Okay, what so about, we've already got the yeah, main. What about okay. the, batter, the, the what, batter? Yeah, well, obviously it's what good when it's freshly done. What sort of batter done. do you like? With beer? Isn't that I'll a thing? I'll have that. I will have... Anything. I'm actually not that fussy, is that? No, oh, you're not. No. But have you no. got a particular place that you'll go to for your fish and chips? At the moment, yeah, our local one is good. It's called Chris's. It's just down the road from us. The kids like it from there as well. And I have to have a gherkin. In fact, gherkins are on my rider. I have to have oh, gherkin. Oh, wow. No gherkin, no working. <laughs> <laughs> Which I have to have as a T-shirt at some point, actually. <laughs> No, I oh, literally... I love this. This I needs just, to be merch. No gherkin, no work, and it's, it's true. You know, first thing I'll check. I love They've got that. the gherkins. Yes. So, okay, Think so your, okay, order, your order for <laughs> at Chris's... Chris's? Yeah, Chris's, yeah. Um, fish and chips. Yep. It's um, gherkin... Yeah, I actually have two now. I've gone to, like, two gherkins. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, just so that I've got... Oh! Okay. <laughs> oh I know. <laughs> <laughs> so that I can prolong um, the joy. And, yeah, I've just always loved them. And I'll sometimes pop in there just to get gherkins. Oh, right, okay. they, they, I mean, you've been pregnant several times, so I have. Was that one of your cravings? cravings? You know what? It, I, the only craving I've had during pregnancy that was food-related was Flaming Hot Monster Munch, which um, oh. I can't remember which baby it was now. I think it might have been my third. Okay. Yeah, I got through a lot of Flaming Hot Monster Munch. You've I've had forgotten a about that. Big milestone this week, haven't you? Yeah. So my my firstborn turned eighteen last oh, Saturday. Incredible. It's, and you know what's really sweet? I don't know um, what you guys are like, but I'm a little bit phobic about opening my post. So oh, it yes. just sort of piles up. Mm. And yesterday I thought, right, I must go through. And in it was a really sweet card from my mum sort of saying, well done for all you've done to get your, your baby to that point. And it was really sweet to have to find Lovely. that. So yeah, I should have opened it before, obviously. But, <laughs> <laughs> but still, it carried on the celebration so, that bit longer. So tell me about those moments with your generous mother in the kitchen mm. um, teaching you how to cook. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, what, what was... <laughs> Yeah. Jesse, you learnt by watching. Whiplash. Yeah. Whiplash. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, tell me, what were you cooking together? And, um, and do you do this with your children too? I'm trying to encourage it, yeah. I mean, I think I'd love it if my kids can leave home being able to cook and be able to dance. I think that's two good, good qualities. Well, they've had a few years of practice with the dancing, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's a bit like stealth, you know, we just keep kind of bringing it in and chop, 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 <laughs> wiggle, wiggle. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think if you, can, if you can make yourself something nice to eat and cook for people, it's always been a good way to extend love. And, yeah. you know, I don't think it's about being the best cook. It's just mm. about saying, let's eat together. And it's, it's a nice thing to do. And um, so when I was small, I'm thinking, like, I mean, spaghetti bolognese immediately pops into my head. I think probably because subconsciously that was the one where I felt a kind of split in loyalties because... 
you kind of, you know, you've got your mum's cooking. My mum yeah. is obviously like the person where it's like, oh, my mum's cooking. Mm. And my stepmom also made a very good spaghetti oh, bolognese. Yeah. And I think I might have controversially once dropped that into conversation in the other house. Uh, <laughs> um, but um, what, what do we do? Uh, loads of stuff like roast dinners and big sort of convivial feasts. We're always having people over. Yeah. My mum's very social, so lots of people dropping around. And probably a little bit like me, she'd have a phase of a few particular recipes and we'd be doing that for a long time and then it would shift into a new phase of all the other recipes and yeah so she's still cooking for me now I went I actually had a sleepover at hers last weekend because when my eldest had his party I took my younger four to my mum's to have a sleepover so that Sonny could have the house to himself he had a house party he did have a house party how did that work out it was actually pretty tame. Yeah, it was quite cosy. They're a nice bunch of kids. Yeah. I don't think I'd do it with my next one down. <laughs> did you have anyone like a warden there watching or an older person? I did have an older person. Like 20 year old. Yeah. Exactly yeah. that, yeah, yeah. And also one of the kids that's there, um, he's, he's got good loyalty to me and he was like, you know, kind of, don't worry, I'll look after everything. You'll be okay, all right. That's okay. what I need to yeah, do. Yeah, he's back to his bouncer, which was perfect. Oh, fabulous. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, we're, we're the house where everybody comes. I think probably because there are so many kids. We're the, yeah. we're the house that can expand and chuck them all around. And I, I always wanted to have that because that's how I was when I was small too with my yeah. brothers and sisters and people always coming over. So. So, but, so not only did you help everybody in lockdown, you've written a cookbook, which makes sense because it's an extension of your love to, well, of cooking and cooking for people. Yeah, so I first actually... Richard, my husband's a really good cook as well. In fact, I think he's much better cooked than me. He's one of those natural cooks, just sort of always uh -huh. manages to make it work. seem to do that. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. And he's the son of a chef as well. His dad was a cook. So oh, he's his dad. <laughs> oh, he was, his dad was a sh yeah. chef? Yeah, yeah okay. he was at the Cafe Royale in, um, in London in the oh, 60s. Wow, how fun. Cooking for, like, the Beatles and things like that. So really cool stories. And, yeah, so... About five years ago, actually, Richard and I thought maybe a cookbook would be fun because we're surrounded by lots of people that cook and everybody that comes around to our house will bring their recipes into it. So we thought that could be really nice to bring it all together. And then at the time, so it's like 2017, nobody was really interested. I wrote a pitch and everything and nobody was very interested. And then I think after the kitchen disco, we got approached and it was like, great, we can now do it. So it's not just our recipes, but my mum's got recipes in there. Our old nanny who looked after the kids has got things in there. Is that our last nanny, pair. nanny Claire? Nanny Claire, yeah, she's got a couple of things. Although she's got this cake uh, that she makes that we call the Cadbury's Tribute Cake. It's a sponge cake, and then she literally melts like a ton of calories, like literally the whole massive bars, and then just pours that all over. So then it sort of solidifies. You've almost got like an entire chocolate oh, bar. It's incredible. But um, when we came to do the cookbook, um, we were looking over the recipes. They worked out that per slice, it was sort of double your daily allowance. <laughs> <laughs> so they said that this very, very pretty, slightly different version. And as soon as Nanny Claire saw it, she was like, well, that looks terrible. <laughs> so I don't know if she feels very well, well represented. Um, but yeah, there's loads of recipes in there from like Richard's dad. And yeah, my sister's got something there. My brother's got a cocktail. There's loads of cocktails. Yeah, it's fun. What's your cocktail? What's hit, what's you, well, what's the cocktail that you would order? Oh, I'm a bit... You see, it used to always be margarita, like, no thought. Nice. Love it, yeah. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> um, but I've got really into Negronis now. Mm. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Different sounds. Woo! Margarita. Woo! Negroni. Makes a lot of sense, Slightly bit, like, a little bit more grown up, you know? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, lovely. I want to know 
how did you start the kitchen disco? Were you just fed up and it was locked down and you were miserable and you thought, <laughs> or do you do it every Friday night anyway? <laughs> I think the answer lies somewhere in the middle okay. because um, we went into lockdown in our house a little bit earlier than the national one because I don't know if you remember, it was that time where like, if someone you knew had a cough, you were suddenly yeah. at home for two weeks. So we were stuck at home already and then the national lockdown started. And, Richard and I just felt completely useless. Our diaries emptied. We just felt really discombobulated, a bit freaked out. Kids were quite stressed. And he said, why don't we do something online you could do at one of your um, disco sets and we'll just live stream it on Instagram. And at the time, our youngest was 14 months and crawling everywhere. That, you know, I just thought that's lunacy. But I didn't have anything else I was doing. So um, I put on my cat suit. I wore this sequin cat suit got through a few songs, and at the end of it, I was just thinking, I just think everybody's going to make fun of me. They're just going to say, that looked ridiculous, what were you thinking? And actually, there was this, this real warmth, and I thought, you know what, that has given me just the tonic. And I, the way I thought of it in my head was a bit like, if you decide you're not going to drink and you have a non-alcoholic beer, and for a little minute, it just gives you that suggestion yeah. of that. So for a little minute, those disco, that would just give you that pep, like, like yeah. you'd done a gig, like you'd seen people, even though really you hadn't. And... Um, it just became the thing to distract us. It was all, you know, domesticity and discos and not really anything else. <laughs> Did the kids love it? I don't really know. Were they <laughs> like, come on, mum, let's watch Disney+. Plus. If they wanted to do that, they could. I, I never, ever said you have to come. In fact, sometimes... But they, they were there. They like... were, yeah, I mean, some of them were there all the time. Yeah. A couple of them would drop in and out. Yeah. Um, my second one, Dan Kit, he was the sort of least interested. So he would sometimes just say, no, I'm not going to bother and just make me a cup of tea when you're finished. <laughs> Watch <laughs> telly upstairs. But um, I always needed my eldest because he had to look after the baby. So he yeah. had a very, very proper job. So I'd say, I'm sorry, Sonny, I just, I can't do it without you with a toddler wandering around. And then, um, yeah, the others would drop in. And I remember one week... My, I can't remember which one it was, I think it must have been Jesse, so he's six now, so he went to bed like four or five, and he said, I'm not coming, I'm not coming. And then it got to like five minutes where before he we went go? live. Jesse, where are you going to go upstairs? Yeah, <laughs> exactly, yeah. Not just go and play, yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah, just yeah. go, yeah, hang out. And then uh, he turned up wearing a silver bomber jacket, <gasps> monkey hands and some sort of, and he went, oh, I'm I, a disco monkey, let's go. Oh. <laughs> okay, okay, son of mine, let's do this. So it's good fun, but you know what kids are like. We didn't really like to sit around and chat about it when it wasn't happening. Yeah. For them, it was like 20 minutes that happened on a Friday. They didn't really have any idea of... Did, so did your husband film you? Yeah, Richard was on. He was full tech support. He did and a brilliant job, And how did he actually. do the music at the same time as the filming and all of that? Well, actually, the true answer might bore you if I go into all the details, but he did do a really clever thing because he managed to basically, with like gaffer tape and wires, construct it so that going into the phone, because it wasn't just his, literally his phone, was my microphone input and the music, and he could mix the two. Wow. When we did the first one, we just used the sound in the room, just the speakers in the room, and it was chaos. You could hear the kids screaming and all this. When we did it with just my microphone going in, yeah. you couldn't hear them so much. So I could just sing, and sometimes they'd be, like, shouting or squabbling or something, and he was like, you can't hear them. And then I could, like, my shoulders could drop, and I'm like, oh, it's fine. Nobody's judging this bit. It's just, like, normal life. I mean, I could still confiscate the odd weapon when they were like, oh, they found a drumstick that's going up there. That's like, you know, someone's climbing the window. But it was just good fun. And then afterwards, it was always like Friday nights. We'd have a cocktail. We'd maybe get a takeaway. The kids would stay up that bit later. Mm. And it just gave us something that oh, was no. other because there was no yeah. other. It was just the same day over and over. Where did your love of disco come from? Quite late, actually. Really? Yeah, I was always a pop kid. I loved pop music from when I was tiny and... 
I got really into indie when I was a teenager. And then it was really after I did Groove Jet um, when I was 21 and started singing a bit of dance music that I kind of joined the dots to uh -huh. where, where the sort of roots of dance music were for me, like that, the soul of it, the, the emotion. And I thought disco's it. You know, hearing those incredible, rich, you know, often female vocalists telling tales of heartache and cautionary tales and that incredible music. I just thought, oh. but it's really, yeah, probably in my 20s actually, so relatively late, I think. Um, back when did you like disco, Jess? I think I was like, well, because I liked drum and bass was kind of, well, yeah. R&B then drum and bass was kind of my first bit of dance and club experience yeah. with drum and bass. And disco wasn't like, 17-year-olds well, weren't listening to disco no, at no. that time. I, I well, I wasn't anyway, and none of my mates were. I feel like it came later because I think I had a weird thing where I felt like house was so slow compared to drum and, drum and bass that I was like, and actually, house kind of feels like it derives from disco, and then actually, they were anyway. It came to me slightly later too, yeah. I think. And then I'm a little I kind bit older than you, but I think you're right that for both of us, where the musical landscape was, disco really wasn't the thing. And then the I really kind of appreciated the melodrama and oh, the, yeah. you know, like you're saying, the cautionary tales and the the magic of the orchestras in there and Incredible. like the budgets they must have had. Do you know I what know. I mean? Like so, the musicianship as well, yeah, the playing exactly. on those things. Like, Insane. Exactly. And they often start so silky and small, and by the end, you're I like, know. everything's, you know, I whirling know. around you. It's just such an incredible soundscape. I love it so much. So back, back to that kitchen, the cocktails. So you've done this book. Mm. It's, I was going to get the words wrong, so I'm Don't worry about it. Ahead. This is going to happen to me now. Love, this is, food, family. Yeah. <laughs> but if, no matter what order you put yeah, it in, they it's, all sound it's all lovely. the right elements. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, and it's got recipes from your mum, cocktails. What's your proudest recipe in there that you feel like that would be the one that you would give to anybody in this audience? It'd be like, bang, it's a winner. Oh, that's tricky, actually. I mean, it depends. Or just easy, because you've got five kids. And yeah, you know, I mean, I think busy. our favourite thing, yeah, exactly. Well, we've done it, this, so this month has been a good example of this kind of cooking, actually, because we've had four birthdays in April in our house. So mm. for each one, we've, we've cooked for lots of people coming around. And so I like those really big, non-fuss, sort of communal eats. So I would either do for everybody, like a huge pulled pork, and then you can have all the Mexican stuff that goes with it. So you have street corn and slaw and mm -hmm. salsa and guacamole and all that fun stuff. Then we can have margaritas. Woo! <laughs> 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 yeah. Or I'd go for actually just a really traditional roast. I think roast dinners are brilliant. But they're an effort. And they're such a I don't think they are. Well, are we talking chicken or what? Are you talking Yeah, which? chicken um, is probably my, my favourite go-to. It's so cosy. I feel, I feel like that's the easiest one because I it feel like you can easiest. bung everything underneath the chicken exactly. and it always tastes good. Yeah, it tastes really good, but we still put Yorkshire pudding with it as well. I've kind of learned to do it with everything now. And do you make your own? Yeah, I love it. It's quite simple alchemy, I think. I'm not very good at a lot of technical things, but Yorkshire pudding, I love that thing of it rising, and I would do it in a massive tray, so it comes out as one rippling big Yorkshire pudding. Oh, that's nice. It's really fun to tear it up. Gorgeous. Now, do all your kids have different dietary requirements? Yeah, that's what I thought. When yeah, it's like having five very harsh critics, definitely, for every, every meal. So how does, like, mealtime in your household look? Are you doing different dishes for them all, or are you being like, suck it up, eat the fucking pork? Yeah, I'm, I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's a little bit, except for the vegetarian. We've got one vegetarian now as well. Nightmare. Um, yeah, which is a Only different How many vegetarians are there tonight <laughs> here? Meekly. How many vegans? Oh. Loud and proud, I like it. 
Um, not many vegetarians or vegans up in Scotland, I have to say. <laughs> so what's happening with the vegetarian? So we have to, right, there's, I, my sort of usual phrase you hear me say is, this is not a cafe. So we don't have lots of different orders coming in because that would be a nightmare. So there is a core meal. Yeah. And then we'll just do little variations for each plate. And actually, I would say that a successful meal is when most of the people eat most of the food. And you can, if you're in a big family, you can slip under the radar a little bit. You know, when you've got one and you're kind of looking at your child like, please eat, please eat. When there's more, you're like, oh, most of the meat, and that's fine. I don't even know which plate that was. Does anyone else want this? It's fine. Okay, that's good. Are they good eaters? Overall, they're all right, yeah. yeah. I think they're much more adventurous than I was as a kid. I remember I was quite fussy, I think. I remember things like if I had orange juice with bits in, I wouldn't eat, drink it, or if anything was a bit spicy, but... I think they're a bit more adventurous, but then our palates are better because we've got access to so many more ingredients yeah. and flavors. You know, just in a one mile radius of our house, we've got Thai or Korean or Vietnamese yeah. or Japanese or what, you know, we're so lucky. Like that just didn't happen when I was do little. Do you go out to eat a lot? There's a big gang of you if you do. No, I tend to do more takeaways. I think because my youngest is three and so the idea of sitting in a restaurant and then his attention span waning and then him yeah. just wanting to wander off and... I just, that's, that's not that fun Do you find me. that less people invite you over now that yeah. you're a family of seven? <laughs> Definitely. Because I'm already finding that as a family of five. Yeah, 100%. It's I think, like... I think no. I announced when I was like telling my friends about my fourth baby, I was like, well, none of you invite us out anymore anyway, so I might as well have another, have another baby. <laughs> <laughs> create my own little gaggle. Do you think you will have another? I don't know. I, mean, I can't form the sentence, I'm down, I'm just not one of those people, but... I'm 43 now, and I think maybe it's time to watch my babies grow. Maybe that's where I'm at. Maybe that's the chapter. I do you think you'll have another. <laughs> Would you like me to have another? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, then... I was and, and, and that will have any bearing? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I want to know um, about birthday cakes. Is there a birthday cake that is like an absolute winner for you? Well, this is usually, because I <laughs> usually not one I've made. My, okay. my success rate of birthday cakes is varied, and I have a couple of very good bakers. Uh, so my sister Martha is an excellent baker, and okay. Annie Claire was always the baker as well, and she'd be horrified at the amount of cakes that I now buy. Because survival, yeah, survival. I've made a couple. I used to make them all the time, like 
And then I, it's just, I've got a theory that for some people, they like that style of cooking where you have the ingredients, the exact things produce that result. I'm more the person where I'll look at a recipe, I've got like three quarters of the ingredients yeah. and I'll have a go anyway. Yeah. You can't do that with a cake. No. If you miss out the flour, it's not going to still be a cake. So, so would you <laughs> avoid doing Bake Off? Oh, yeah, definitely. That doesn't... I love watching it, but no. I'm actually yeah. also not that much of a sweet tooth. I know, a bit, bit of chocolate, and I'm happy, to be honest. Okay, so let's go on to your last supper. We've already got fish and chips yes. is the main, with two gherkins. Yes, please, thank and you. And a margarita. Well, yeah. I don't know. That used to be now. her drink. Yeah. So, yeah. so <laughs> you know the drill. Drink of choice. Mm -hmm. Starter, main, pud. Yeah. Okay, so my starter... Ooh, I, at the moment, I feel like I want to go old school with, like, a prawn cocktail. But a really good one. And I yeah. say that because sometimes they've got a bit silly and fancy, and I don't want that. You're not the only person that goes for a prawn I bet cocktail. not, yeah. People do love it. It's coming back, I, I think. I think it is. Yeah. But I want the small prawns. Small prawns? Yeah, not, not the, the big... big I don't oh, want I fancy like jumbo prawns. I want small prawns. Because okay. then you get the ratio of the sauce exactly. with the prawn, I feel yeah. like, better. Yeah, yeah. Although now I'm talking and I'm thinking... but. But hey, what about, you know, a carpaccio or a little ceviche? That would be very nice. Have I'm like, well, yes, brain, that would. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like your prawns in, a, in, in kind of a glass or in avocado? Um, I have them in a glass, I think. Yeah. yeah, and brown bread and butter with it? Yeah, that'd be very nice, yeah, thank you. Yeah, I like you. that too. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, you're going straight on to fish and chips. Yeah, fish and chips, yeah. Yeah. Would yeah. you have wine with your fish and chips? Yeah, yeah, I would. Which one? And if it's New Year's Eve, I'll have champagne. <laughs> okay. Um, um, what, it's which, always what we do if we can't, we're not going out for which, New Year's Eve. Which wine would you have? Um, oh, yeah, any. Any. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, yes. That is the word that flashed in my head, too. <laughs> I feel like I've got those little numbskulls in there. Do you remember the, like, the things, the signs they put in? Any. Any. Yeah, any. Uh, no, um, what do I like at the moment? My sister's introduced me to something called Pickpole. Do you know that one? Yeah, oh, yeah. it's gorgeous. Nice. Yeah. Love that, please. Oh, it's a good like one. someone's this is in a Mick Hucknall's <laughs> Pleasure at the Fairground video. Woo! Like that. <laughs> Go on, sorry. It's lovely. It's really crisp, isn't it? Mm. I think it'd go nicely with the fish. Yeah, very nice. <laughs> yeah. And besides the gherkin, do you have tartar sauce? No, I have mayonnaise and ketchup and vinegar on my chips. Oh, wow, that's Controversial. Dirty, controversial. I don't put salt no. on my chips. I know you this is controversial. You don't put salt on your chips? Nope. Why? Just never have. I'm, I don't add salt to hardly anything I eat. Oh, my word. Oh, my <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> The great thing about food is we're not all the same, guys. <laughs> and they loved if, you at the beginning. If I said, yeah, if I said the same things as you, you'd be like, well, this is fine for a while, but where are you different? I'm different because I don't add salt. <laughs> I'll do it when I'm cooking, of course, you need yeah. it. But when it's done, if it's seasoned correctly, you'll find you're happy. Vinegar? Yeah, vinegar. Vinegar. Yeah. Okay, so, so we're not salty <laughs> and we're not... I feel like you're never going to forgive me for that. <laughs> <laughs> but, and you're not that... You don't like a sweet that much, but what are you going to go for your for your So I've still got room post all this food. Yeah. Uh, okay. If it's the sort of pudding, why I always say yes. Apple crumble and custard. Mm. Have I got you back on side? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll judge her by her pudding choice. It's a fair choice, yeah. But I like the sort of school dinner one, you know, where it's, really? it's all like sweet on the top and then the, the custard all sort of seeps into the nice crumble topping. Have you got a recipe of crumble in the book? I haven't actually, no, but my mum makes a really good one. Um, no, we've got some nice stuff. We've got tiramisu, which we had at our wedding, because oh, Richard nice. and I got married in Italy. 
solely for the food. We've got no link to Italy at all. We just thought, I bet there'd be really good food. So which part of Italy? So it was in Umbria, and it was uh, in this hotel that was at the time run by a family where it was all um, like an honesty bar, and you know, we took to go over the whole thing. It was quite a dinky wedding. We were, were you honest? I think we were. I think we were too honest. It was really, we ran up an impressive bill. Uh, but um, it was really fun. Uh, we were like 26, and it was just, we were one of the first of our group of mates to get married. So we didn't really have an idea exactly of what a wedding had to be like. So we kind of just had lots of fun and played and I always think of you being quite a young mum and a young bride. But, and I think you were, you were, because if you've got an 18-year-old and you're very young now, um, not massive. I, mean, I was 25, just my 20, after my 25th birthday, I had Sonny. So it's, it's not super young. for young. a pop star to get. Do you know what I mean? Well, well it was... <laughs> Mum, you sound like a man from a record label. Do I? <laughs> no, but it does seem young to... No, it was young in my friend. I was the first yeah, of my friends. She was younger than her friends. Shut up, Jessie. She um, was younger than her friends. <laughs> I think I didn't actually have any girlfriends have a baby until I had my third when I was 32, yeah. 33, and that's when they all started having babies. Yeah. It was really nice. It was so nice to have friends with babies at the same time. But I think um, the, the flip of it is that Sonny became like the communal baby. Mm, so he's yeah. got really good relationships with a lot of my girlfriends, like properly. Yeah. They really know him they and he really knows him. them. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think that happens when there's babies popping up all over the shop. You kind of get that. He really got the benefit of that aspect. But at the same time, yeah, it was a little bit isolating at times when I had the first one and they didn't necessarily, weren't in the same boat as me, just that. So he's not left home yet. No, he's it's still at in, school. He's still at school, but <laughs> yeah. next year. He must finish school this year. Um, yes, he's the, oh, well, I'm sorry, says the woman who still has her 34-year-old son at home. <laughs> okay, okay, let's just add that in, fine. Jesse, it's he because... Needs to save up for Deposit. Because he's saving lives oh, all day, Jesse. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, you know, a law of averages. I am going to get left with a couple, aren't yeah, I? Yeah. I'm going to get a couple yeah. of adults, yeah. like really yeah. grown up. So I want to know. I want to go back to the wedding. <laughs> okay. okay. So the food. You, oh yeah. You, you ordered. You, you went there for the food. So what yeah. was the wedding meal? So I can't remember it specifics of every course because, you know, it's that thing where it was literally like a starter and then you have your pasta course and then the meat course and then it was just went on and on. But I just, it was just all really delicious. I seem to remember we had beef. I think we had a sort of seafood pasta. Mm. The tiramisu was really good. It was just all great and like sunshine. And it was in June and it was just really happy. What was your first dance? Um, <laughs> all Night Long by Lionel Richie. Oh, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. <laughs> And because Richard had played in loads of uh, wedding bands, yeah. he was like, right, we're going to do an edit. He said, you don't dance the full length, because, you know, it's like you've got three, four-minute songs. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, how are you going to do that, though? Well, no, we did do that, but oh, we, okay. we broke into a dance routine. So we started <sighs> off all like, so my friends, the time has come. And then, so all night long, we're like busting out the moves. And, and then I put it in the set, actually, for the last tour. I was teasing him to see if he could remember the moves, but I don't think they're there anymore. I don't know. He kind of raised his eyebrows like maybe they were there, but he had the bass there and he couldn't really do them. And I'm, I'm not sure he remembers. Quite oh, did he, so he went on tour with you? Yeah, he was in my band. And so was my brother. My brother's on drums. It was really, really cute. Yeah. That's My lovely. little brother. Yeah, That's incredibly really nice. wholesome. Didn't you want to be like, fucking get your shit together? <laughs> maybe he's an amazing bass player. Well, we met. I hired. Like, so I oh, no, hired, he, your husband was on bass. Sorry. Yeah, I hired uh, Yeah, Richard and that's how I met him. 
at a rehearsal room, like, I was his boss lady. Um, so that's the, we're used to that dynamic a little bit. And then my brother, actually, he's a really flipping amazing drummer. And he's been off and worked with lots of people, and it just was serendipitous that he could come, come back and be with me. I didn't think he'd come back to me, actually. I thought he'd kind of go and do other things. But just because of what happened last year with musicians, you know, and change of plans, it's like, right, quick, come and do my thing. Really nice. How did you two meet then? You met him um, working for you. Yeah, yeah. Where was the first date, and was there food? <laughs> there was food. Of course there was food. We actually kind of sort of like wooed each other a little bit with food because we had our first Valentine's. I remember he cooked for me. And it was the first time he did that. And it was like this really elaborate, he did like a lobster casserole thing. But it was like, we, we wow. used food as our way. And get this, this is quite funny. He's vegetarian when we met. And <gasps> close you, your ears, vegetarians. I was like, I'm, I'm him. not having that. I can't, I, him I, need, I need him to enjoy the same food as me. So yeah, I, <laughs> this is really, really crappy. That's quite sinister, so. I did it to my guitarist. <laughs> I did, first night of tour. Well, this is how I worked it. He would eat fish, so I was like, okay, well, if you'll eat fish, then what about duck? We went just, just to the surface. <laughs> slowly, slowly, slowly. Yeah, and it, 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 it worked. And now he eats loads of meat. <laughs> I'm sorry Evil to the vegan in the <laughs> room, I'm sorry. <laughs> Terrible, isn't it? But, you know. If you had Lionel Richie as your first dance, I bet you like karaoke. Yeah, I do like karaoke. I do it too. She doesn't. It's weird, don't you think? Well, I think the thing with karaoke is it always starts out really good fun. And there's those people who are like, oh, I'm a bit shy. And then you cannot get them off the bloody microphone oh. in the night. And then you're a bit like, I'm not sure this is fun watching you do like your sixth or seventh yeah. or eighth song. Yeah. And they get quite And some songs are really long, yeah. 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 You have to choose crowd pleasers. So which one would you choose? Well, I've got two songs I've done a lot. One of them works. The other one I've tried a lot because I think it's going to work and it doesn't. Okay. Um, so so you're that person at the... A little bit. <laughs> I won't do it again and again on the same night, mm -hmm. I promise. Alternate. Is that what people do? Yeah, sometimes oh, they wow. hit like, oh, no, let me just do Puff the Magic Dragon. And they're like, oh, <laughs> seven minutes long. <laughs> um, <laughs> so what's your, what's your nemesis? Oh, the, all right. So the one I've done that I think works really well, I do uh, Faith by George Michael. Oh, wow. It's, it's just, it just, it's really nice little song. It, bub, you know, bobs along. It's fun. That's good. It's a fun one. The one I've done where I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, check this out. Because I do know all the rap, but it's just a bit slow. And the backing tracks are always a bit cheap sounding. Is Shoop by Salt and Pepper. That's great. Oh. The original tune is awesome. But when you get the boom, dee, dee, boom, like MIDI keyboard doing that like background. And then you're going, here I go, here I go, here I go. OK, girls versus for weakness. And then you're like, oh, no, I've picked the wrong one. I've done it again. It's not going to, they're not impressed with my rap. They're getting bored. And I've got, oh, I've syncopated that bit wrong, and yeah, the wheels fall off. I don't, I'm not going to do it again, in fact. Uh, has anybody got a, a crowd favour in the audience that they do? Mate! Did you hear that, murder on the dance floor? Really? Aww. That's a, that, that, that is a good one. Do you feel like everyone does your accent whenever they do it? It has to do your accent. Yeah. You know, I've, I've never been in a karaoke place and someone's done one of my songs. I would have to hear it. Anyone, everyone want to, anybody want to sing Murder on the Dance Floor on? <laughs> <laughs> um, anybody else got any other crowd pleasers? Oh, really? <laughs> Which one? If This Ain't Love. Bit of grief, oh, Jack. yeah, another great one. <laughs> I feel like you're just trying to get brownie points, though, Sean. <laughs> exactly. What about you in the green? 
Oh, oh yeah. Wilson's That's a great choice. Great. Everybody and joins in with you, right? Yeah. 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 Any, any other ones? Is that because you saw Harry Styles at like Coachella bring up Shania <laughs> Twain? That is quite good. What, still the one, that one? Oh, sassy. That don't impress me much. I okay, think you're right. Fabulous. I think those big like power ballady type ones. I saw a friend. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that Ain't would be Nobody good. by Shaka Khan. That's a good one. So your mum's house was very much like how your house is, was it? Lots yeah, of people getting, coming in, mucking yeah. in. Yeah, and a very creative house. Always stuff going on. Bits and bobs everywhere. Lots to look at. She let us... There's one wall where she let us all write things on the wall, like poems and stuff. So my little brothers and sisters were little when they did it, so what they wrote was very cute. And I was what kind of teenage, write? so mine was all like an Emily Dickinson poems and pulp lyrics. It's all wow. like very of a moment. But it's quite fun, it's still there. Like, did you do it in your house? Well, yeah, I have let my kids draw on the wall. Is that weird? I, they've got, they're allowed to draw Each to their own in so. their bedroom where, if they want to. Yeah. Maybe really? I need to start adopting yeah, some maybe of these you need to rules. Lose I'm some just up, like, darling. you can always paint over it. Like, I don't know, I suppose downstairs, absolutely not. But upstairs on their, on their door, they can do stuff. And, you know, if it's, it, we could just cover it over. You're I don't right. really mind. Is I that should weird? be. No, I think that's probably really good. I, I don't think... know. I just think I've got too I, I worry about other things, but not that. Yeah. I think we've all got things like that. I, I spoke to a girlfriend the other day, and she said that she doesn't mind when her kids swear. He's like, nine or ten and that to me I would not be comfortable with that so I think we've all got things that that would be very hard for Jesse <laughs> I'm waiting for the teacher to ring up and say that her children have used the F word because my daughter actually tells me not to use it yeah yeah that's but amazing yeah, my eldest is like that he doesn't like it if he hears me swear yeah I mean even now I I, maybe I should do this but maybe I should do this thing of them do you, um, do you the, have the good drawing? table manners do I yes I, I, I like to think so. I'm not incredibly strict with the kids, but there's certain things that do upset that. me. I, so I, feel like the, I do feel like there has to be a certain parameter of what being at the table together <clears throat> means when you're together. Yeah. And there are some things I wouldn't, I wouldn't like at all. No phones or No iPads. tech at the table. No tech at the table, for sure. That's no definite. No tech at the table, Jesse. Yeah, especially in, 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 the, in the mornings. In the mornings, I'm actually quite chilled before school. There's so much going on. If someone's watching a cartoon or something, it's like, fine, just keep quiet while I do this with another one. But yeah, in the evenings, I like that. And I don't like it if they get very slouchy at the table. You know, if they're kind of all slumped. <laughs> I don't mean like that. I mean like one of my kids will literally kind of put his head on the table. I'm always like, no. If you're feeling like that, go and sit on the sofa. Not here. But I'm probably a bit... I've got um, one child who's... I don't know if it's like... He was very premature, so I don't know if he's actually like a little bit dyspraxic or... Yeah. He, but he's really messy. Like, he, there'll be a trail of everything. And so I think that made me reevaluate a lot. And now I'm just like, you know, pick and choose your battles, man. What, mm. what really... What really matters. If people around, he probably wouldn't do it in front of them anyway because he's getting a bit more self-conscious and embarrassed. But I think I got a lot more relaxed after that, really. So you've got all these boys around you. I mean, there's a lot of football talk. Or... No. No. I haven't got a single one who's particularly interested uh, no in football. No one's into football. I'm Not worried really. about the score tonight. What's yeah. Chelsea Man U, darling. We're missing it. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Don't mind me. <laughs> Tell us about your podcast. Ah, yeah, I love doing my podcast, actually. And you must do it. Because, I'm doing it, definitely. Um, so I have a podcast called Spinning Plates. And it's basically, I speak to working women who happen to be mothers. I think because I'm really fascinated about how Me people too. make that work when they're doing their work and they're raising a family. 
Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, for me, it was such a big deal, like trying to work. I think I'm still working some of it out now. And um, so hearing from other people and their experiences and their stories, like endlessly fascinating for me. Uh, yeah. Even though mum suggested you were, you were incredibly young to have a baby, but being she a woman... No, 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 but being a woman in music, <laughs> mm. a working woman in music and getting pregnant at a, a big point in your kind of music career, did you find that was a battle? And I'm sure you've been asked that question many times, but I'm just, as Actually, somebody else that's have working really asked in music, I'm always kind of like, how do you do it? Like, I've asked you about 10,000 questions backstage about, like, childcare and stuff yeah. already. But it is interesting, because, yeah. you know, when we're in the same boat, yeah. and... Um, Actually, I don't think many people did ask me about it, only because I think when I had Sonny, it was a different landscape for, for, for mothers then. Harder, no? Just, um, I think we've now got better at um, having lots of different versions of motherhood portrayed, uh -huh, and it's uh -huh. easier to find things that resonate with you and feel less alone with what you're up to. Mm. Whereas then I felt like motherhood was like, they were, the press were quite sniffy about it, like, oh, well, you're having a nice time now, but you wait till that baby's here and you're just going to be changing nappies and you won't be wearing heels. And it's going to be, oh, you're not going to find that very easy, Miss Popstar. And I just felt, like, slightly embarrassed about the juxtaposition, really, and unsure of how to make that my own. Um, and so, basically, <laughs> I mean, the timing was... I, I, didn't, I didn't plan on having my first baby. I'd, I'd only been going out with Richard for six weeks when we found out we were having a baby. Yeah. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Woo! And you're, you're, you're still Funny together, like though, strong. Come on, yeah, you're doing all right. So, um, so yeah, I, I'd actually just released my second album. Um, so I knew I was pregnant, and I was singing the first single from the second album on Top of the Pops. And it was a song called Mixed Up World, and I was thinking, this is absurd. Like, I'm about to tell the label, and every, anyway, it's just really sort of scruffy. But, you know... Um, I think, I think I've yeah, found, found what works for me, and I got more and more confident mm. with making those, those two sides of my life one. As I got older, part of it's growing up as well, I guess, um, but also more babies I had. And, uh, so, yeah, I love doing the podcast because everybody's got such incredible stories, and it's really, I mean, it's so diverse. Like, this Monday, I just spoke to Claire from Steps, and then, yeah, it was so brilliant. She was great. Yesterday, I spoke to a makeup artist called Lisa Eldridge, um, next week, I'm speaking to a forensic pathologist who does post-mortems every day. There's a, a hula-hooping, roller-skating uh, record-breaker. Um, oh, it's like, Marawa. Yeah, Marawa. Love Marawa. Me too. I'm Fucking amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, I just... Oh, I wanted it to be, like, all over the shop because that's just... I mean, mostly we just talk about, about them. Like, the kids is, like... The icebreaker, but there's so much more to talk about. With five children, you are spinning plates, having a, a whole <laughs> career going as well. Podcast, but you do make cookbook. it look... Quite yeah, easy. And I think that was what was That's so generous. wonderful about Kitchen Disco. We got an insight. And it didn't look perfect. It looked fun and, and warm and loving and like a smidge chaotic, which is what made us all, I think, yeah, relate. Cause, and, I, and mad and brilliant. <laughs> and just, I think that's what I was also so used beautiful. To, I think it was Jesse. And he was a bit miserable one day. And you managed to use the word, you changed the words in the song and said, don't, and, and sang the song, but said, <laughs> don't be sad, Jesse, come on. And you managed to involve him and he was happy again. Yeah, there were a couple like that. I remember the last one we did of the first lockdown. We thought it might be the last one we did in total. And Ray, Ray, yeah, I know. Ray had really built it up. So at the time he must have been at seven or something. He'd really built it up. And he wanted to do this certain dance move. 
when I gave a certain, said something to him, he went, ask me how to do this and I'll do it. And then it went a bit wrong and then he stormed off and I was oh, like, no. oh, he's going to feel terrible. So I had to kind of get him back involved Whilst so that he would have a happy memory of the last bit. But you know, that's, that is kind of family life and our family is really chaotic and at times I am not holding it together at all. But I think, you know, I've definitely, I do definitely love all the aspects I get up to. I think I'm a very, very lucky person and I'm still as excited about what I do for a living as I ever, in fact, maybe more so. Mm-hmm. I think I've, my love affair of music and performing is like really, just really, really strong. So um, I think if you love all those things, we're just some of the luckiest people because then you find the space to do it, don't you, to get on with it. Like you guys doing this. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, look, no pressure or anything, but has anybody got questions for Sophie in the audience? Oh. Just like, let that... You know, simmer for a sec. <laughs> and then, oh, here we go. Hello. I haven't met you yet. One sec. Well done. Oh, wants the mic. Let's go, showbiz. Let's oh, yeah. Go. Oh, yeah. A star is born. <laughs> Stand up, star. <laughs> Show yourself. Hi. <laughs> Do it. Turn around. Say hi. hello. <laughs> What's your name? It's Lewis. Hi, Lewis. Um, hi, everyone. Hello. Hi, Sophie. Hi, um, you said fish and chips was your meal of choice. Scotland, famous for battering everything. Yes. Have you had a battered Mars bar or a battered pizza? I haven't. Oh. You need Would to you try it when you're it? here. Would you recommend it? How many of you yeah. have actually had a battered Mars bar? See, that's not that many. Oh, I, thought it, I thought the Scots were a bit pissed off with this kind of... Yeah thing, right? I don't think I've even seen it for sale that many places, but I would try it. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? It's batter and it's chocolate. It's going to be all right, isn't it? (laughs) Anybody else got any questions? Hold on, let me come around to you. What's your name? I'm Olga. Hi, Olga. Hi. Hold on, there's a bit of feedback, so let's like, how can we make the stand up and let's try and make this... Sorry. Okay, no worries. How's that? Thanks. Wow, Olga, you got some legs on you. (laughs) Hi. (laughs) That's why I saw the... (laughs) Keep sitting. <laughs> no, please, let them shine. They're fun. Anyway, sure, I like these legs. <laughs> oh, girl, ask you questions. Yeah, I have Sorry a really serious you. question. So, darling, you have five children. I have one, and I don't know how you handle that. <laughs> He's 16, maybe Where's that's the why. But the question is, how often do you have sex with your husband? <laughs> oh, my God! <laughs> composed. <laughs> no. I, yeah. I mean, I might be assuming about your accent. You didn't sound British. Like, my Britishness makes me very embarrassed, like, on your behalf. <laughs> I'm like, no oh my questions. God. So, um, but what I would say, to uh, slightly divert, <laughs> when you say about handling, I found having one kid, like, turned my world upside down, by the way. Like, I don't think having five means having one is easy. I think having one is... Tons. Yeah. Mm. I always feel like, you know when um, magicians have those foam balls that they can use to like fill gaps and they can sort of squish into like small things because they all squish together. I feel like the bit in my brain that has the handles or the kid stuff, every time you have a new kid you just squish another one of those foam balls in. <laughs> so basically that. however many kids you have just fill that space and then you just put in more yeah. of those foam balls. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> 
her she's toes. She's too classy. There's only, there's she only, obviously has sex, doesn't she? She's got five fucking kids. Come on. <laughs> there's only one answer. Enough. <laughs> well done. <laughs> and on that note... Can oh, please let it be the interval. <laughs> <laughs> please give it up for Sophie ellis Bexler. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.